Away, travelers, and welcome to Astelian Tales. Tonight, you'll hear a tale of love and heartbreak, of mystery and suspense, of a man's dedication to seek the ultimate goal, justice. Your presenter tonight will weave you this Bargarian tale of love and vengeance. Life in the village was wonderful, at least according to Kieran. Each day had a set routine. In the mornings, he could be found at the academy, practicing battle tactics, learning stealth, and discovering what it meant to be a protector. Evenings were dedicated to his soulmate, Lauren, as they would meet down by the river and relax while enjoying each other's company. In their time together, they would dream about the future that they would build together. For the last five months, this routine was always stable, and so secure in his decision, Kieran proposed, promising her a life full of love, protection, and prosperity. Following his proposal, the two were inseparable. When Kieran was not at the academy, Lauren would be by his side. If he was sent to retrieve something, Lauren would magically appear to accompany him to the destination, and together they would return with the item. This occurred for an entire month, and Kieran thought it was cute how she wanted to spend so much time with him. It wasn't long, however, that her constant presence became a nuisance. He would not know peace during the day or night, as he was never alone. However, because of how much he loved Lauren, he refused to say anything. As time went on, Kieran found himself sneaking out of class earlier to try and meet with his friends so they could practice their archery or just to casually hang out. This worked for a while, but soon Lauren started turning up unannounced. He lost those precious moments away from her, but he never showed that he was annoyed, but he also began to forget what peace was like. One day his mother Ciara, sister Katrin, and grandmother Abel wanted to have a meeting with him alone, for there were important matters to discuss. Kieran tried to explain this to Lauren about how this meeting was for a private family matter, but she became angry, arguing that since she was about to be family, then she should be included in these matters. Wanting to keep the peace, he decided to bring Lauren along. When they both arrived, you could tell the ladies of the family were quite displeased by Lauren's presence, and although this wasn't an ideal situation, the ladies of the family knew that time was of the essence, and with their patience growing thin, they went on ahead and started the discussion. Ciara spoke about how Faishan, the patriarch of the family, was growing older and it was now time for the successor to take over, whether that be Katrin or someone else. Faishan was the Olam, a teacher of battle tactics, how to fight and use the Varwolf for weapons, and how to be stealthy. He was also an advisor in battle for the village, able to put his knowledge and experience into practice. His role was to teach the ways of the Varwolfer warriors, known as the Shadow Wolves. As he grew older, his mind began to fade, and he could no longer teach to his full capacity. Faishan felt that it would soon be time for him to step down and allow the new generation of warriors to thrive under new leadership. Kieran always knew that this day would come, but taking the position always comes at a price. 
Those who instruct the new generation of shadow wolves must be available at a moment's notice, and they truly have little time with their families. It took a strong, independent woman in order to stand by the Olam's side, and those who teach at the academy were always alone, choosing not to bring a family into this rough world. He always admired his mother, for she was not like the other women in the village. She was just as strong and capable as Faishan, but she was not allowed to teach at the academy. This did not mean, though, that she did not know everything about the warrior's life and their abilities. When the position of Olam was being discussed, Lauren looked stunned. She had no idea that Kieran's father held such a coveted position because the inner workings of the academy are only known to the students and the other faculty. This was information that the general population was not privy to. Concern grew in her eyes, for she feared that if Kieran chose to take this position, then they would not get to spend as much time together. This worried her greatly. But she also knew how important the Olam was for the village, and she would not be able to contest his wishes if Kieran wanted the position. When Kieran and Lauren left the meeting, he knew that they would have to discuss all that they had learned. But first, he needed to contemplate what all this meant for him, his life with Lauren, and was this truly what he even wanted? It was such a big responsibility, but would he be crazy to refuse? This was such a great honor, and he needed the time to think. After agreeing to talk in the morning, Kieran and Lauren returned to their homes for the evening. The next morning brought about a bright and beautiful day. The birds were singing their morning song, the wind slowly blew through the village, and with it brought about a cheery atmosphere, all of which was a total contrast to how Kieran was feeling. He had not slept well for his mind kept pondering over the situation. He thought about both the positives and the negatives of becoming the Olam, but he was no closer to an answer. Dodging Lauren, he ventured out to the academy, seeking out his father for advice. Their discussion was long, and when the sun was at its peak, Kieran concluded that he would become his father's successor, continuing to learn under the guidance of his greatest mentor, he loved Lauren, he really did, and believed that they would remain inseparable through it all. But he did not know how she was going to respond to his decision. He would understand if she left him, but he hoped that she would stay by his side, as she has before. That evening, Kieran and Lauren met at the riverside. Lauren was angry that he had avoided her all morning, and the stress of the situation was starting to wear her down. Based on her appearance, Kieran believed that she was going to bring him bad news, and that this discussion was going to leave them brokenhearted. Before he could even say a word, Lauren turned to him, gazing deeply into his eyes, and said something that surprised him. You must take your father's role as Olam. I know you are destined to be great. You are strong and brave, and to deny our people of a great teacher would be selfish and wrong. Please, take the position so that I know that our children and the children of our village will be strong and courageous, just like you. Kieran took a moment to process what he just heard, then looked at Lauren, hope and love filling him. He took her into his arms, 
and told her that as long as she remained by his side, he would be strong enough and will always work to protect their village as best as he could. Their embrace was stronger than ever, and with that, both of their fates were sealed. In the next six months that passed, Kieran trained at his father's side. Kieran and Lauren, in order to support each other and enjoy the limited time that they had together, moved into a new home. Although Kieran wasn't home a lot, Lauren remained supportive, and over time, he believed that their bond was growing even stronger. In the times that they spent together, they discussed their wedding and decided to prolong it until a month after his training so that he would not be distracted. At the end of those long six months, Faishan told Kieran that the time of training had come to an end, and it was now time for Kieran to take full control of his new role. Kieran felt himself ready for this new challenge. Before stepping down completely, Faishan gave his son one last piece of advice. He told him that although it may be difficult, he must always place the people of the village above all others. He must protect them and train the next generation to do the same. Even though family will always be important, it is the protection of the clan that will hold his entire attention as to assure the success of their people for years to come. Kieran and his father talked a bit longer before going home to prepare for the village party to celebrate Kieran's ascension to Olam. As the evening grew, everyone in the village gathered at the village square to celebrate Kieran's new role. Although most villagers knew that he was going to become a teacher at the academy, and that was cause for celebration itself, they did not know what position he was taking. To them, though, it didn't matter. There was a party going on, and everyone was taking advantage to relax. Everyone was so excited, and soon the crowd began to overwhelm Kieran. In all the chaos, he realized that he had not even got to celebrate with his family, or even Lauren. Separating himself from the crowd, he slowly made his way back to his childhood home. After what seemed like forever, even though it was only minutes, he made it back to the house. However, upon his arrival, something felt amiss. The door was left open, and it was completely silent in a home once filled with laughter. He slowly approached the door and noticed a red ribbon tied around the door handle. He slowly entered, dagger in hand, for fear of what he might find. Stepping carefully as to not make a sound, he noticed that the entire home was dark. Before walking through the door, he was thankful that he knew the entire house like the back of his hand. Step by step, he made his way into the house. But what he found devastated him. His mother, grandmother, and sister all lay lifeless around the family table, each with a red ribbon tied across their eyes. Kieran had to avert his eyes for a moment, taking a deep breath before continuing. He hoped that his father was all right. As he ventured past the bodies, he kept his eyes peeled for any clues as to who might have done such a thing. He heard a noise coming from the kitchen area and hurried toward the sound, not bothering to keep quiet anymore. Entering the room, he did not find the culprit. No, instead, he found his father taking his last breath of air. Kieran rushed to his side, trying to aid his father in whatever way he could. 
He covered the puncture wound left by a sword in his chest, praying Demina not to let his father die. Kieran yelled for help, trying to get anyone's attention, looking for any semblance of hope. But then the world faded to black as Kieran felt something batter him in the back of the head. As Kieran awoke, he found himself in the academy's infirmary, and to his disbelief, his father was at his side in the next bed. He did not know how, but it was a miracle that they both survived the attack. He also did not know how long he had been unconscious, but he was still exhausted. One of the attendants arrived at his bedside, offering him something to drink before answering any of his questions. But when he did finally get to ask, the answer surprised him. Kieran found out that he had been there over a week, and during that time, an investigation was performed by the Academy, but there was nothing left behind. Nothing, except for the Red Ribbon. Other than the three bodies found in his childhood home, there is also evidence of a struggle, but there was no fourth body to be found. Only a blood trail leading outside, with shredded clothing, and then nothing, as the trail disappeared into a nearby stream. The clothes belonged to Lauren, and due to the amount of blood found on the clothing, it was assumed that she too was no longer alive. They scouted the nearby forest in all directions, but nothing could be found. It was as if she just vanished. As Kieran was asking his questions, Faishan awoke from his slumber, but it was evident that he was not doing well. He had survived the attack, but it appeared as though his health was still fading fast. He grew sicker by the minute, pale, and started to look lifeless. Kieran was there as he took his final breath, and with it, one final sentence. Look for the Scarlet Siren. He was gone before any questions could be asked. Kieran sat in tears, no longer able to be strong. He could not even say goodbye to those he lost as they were burned, their bodies showing signs of an illness that might threaten those around them. After a couple days in the infirmary, Kieran sat next to the commemorative fire as his father's memory was honored. He was a great man. The entire village was there to wish him safe travels to the afterlife. Kieran felt a heavy weight being placed upon his shoulders as the realization that his entire family was gone hit him. This burden only grew as he realized that his duty to the entire village was indeed a heavy one, for now he has a duty to protect them and teach its children. His need for vengeance would have to wait, for his people always came first. Years passed, and Kieran spent his days at the academy giving everything he had to the next generation. During this time, he also honed his skills, allowing the flame of vengeance to burn deep within him. When he wasn't teaching, he sent out messages to the clans throughout the kingdom of Vargaria, looking for any information on the Scarlet Siren, hoping that one day he could bring her to justice. But sadly, there was no news to be found. As he continued to search, he caught whiff of tales told about other deaths caused by the siren's hand, leaving behind the trademark red ribbon across the victim's eyes. 
Even with this news, no one knew who this person was or anything about them. The attacks seemed random, sporadic, and without purpose. Looking closely and with a trained eye at these deaths, Kieran was able to spot a trend to the kills. The Scarlet Siren would take the lives of the women in the family, leaving only one son alive in the aftermath. This did not provide much information on who the mercenary was, but it was something. Another interesting thing about these kills was that there is always a woman's clothing left behind, bloodied, but no body. It could be a coincidence, and Kieran was sure that it was, but the thought would linger in the back of his mind. Could Lauren still be alive? How could she be connected to all of this? Was she a willing participant? Surely not. But Kieran remembered back to when they were together and how much she hated the attention that he gave his family. But how could taking his family help the situation? Kieran let these thoughts leave his mind, for there were no purpose on dwelling on his past, as he must focus on the future. As more years passed, with no news of who the Scarlet Siren could be, or where they live, Kieran felt his vengeance grow bigger. More and more deaths were revealed, each taking place about a year after the other, always around the time that his family was killed. However, this year, there was finally a lead. One night, someone witnessed the killing of a family, but the Scarlet Siren was not aware of them. This witness followed the Scarlet Siren for as long as they could do so safely, leading to a path deep into the woods. The witness claimed that the path soon became too narrow to follow, and they had to return to their home. News of this account reached Kieran, and he knew that it was finally time. Someone had to end the terror of this evil person, and he was going to be the one to finish this task. Kieran had the wisdom to train his successor early, for he was aware that he would have to leave the village to go on his journey, not only for himself, but for the victims of his village and for the other families. He stepped down from his position and handed it to Callan, a strong warrior who was wise and gifted in battle. Kieran knew that with Callan as Olam, then his people would be in safe hands. With this final task done, Kieran retreated to his home to gather his supplies, to meditate on his mission and ultimately to prepare for vengeance. In his time training, he practiced his stealth until he was silent as the night. His skill with weapons gained lethal precision, and as he mastered the use of his claw daggers, designed to replicate the claws of a wolf, an extension of his true form, he was ready for bloodshed. Kieran traveled to the witness's home, which was located somewhere to the north of his village. It took him weeks to get there, but his desire to end the Scarlet Siren drove him onward. With each step that he took, the flame of vengeance that he carried throughout the years burned like a firestorm, driving him to run faster as each night fell. Upon arriving, he was greeted with a warmth that he had long forgotten. The witness was that of a young woman named Rosalind. Although she was still disturbed by the evil she saw that night, that did not hinder her manners with her guest. As they settled down to discuss the crime, she told Kieran about the path that the siren used, 
but she feared that time would cause her memory to fade, so she wrote it down. She handed Kieran the note, and this is what it said. To find what you seek, walk to the north, down the grass-laden trail, until you reach the crossing of three paths. You must not pick any of these. Instead, travel to the northwest, toward the deep valleys that lie beyond the thick forest. There, you will find a trail of sorrow and sadness. The trail is not well marked, but you can feel your way through the tall grass and into the woods. The path feels like a darkness leads you into these woods, showing the way clear as day. But be wary. Do not give in to the darkness. Other scouts have tried to enter the forest, but only one has returned, and he no longer speaks. After reading the note, he handed it back to Rosalind, and she ended with a final warning. She begged for Kieran to be careful if he must walk down this path, for she fears that he will never return the same. Kieran considered her words, but knew that he had worked far too long preparing for this battle. He must continue this quest to ensure the safety of all of Vargaria, who have yet to fall to the siren, and to get justice for those who have already fallen. Upon hearing those words, Rosalind offered up a room in her home for him to recuperate for the night before beginning his journey. The next day, Kieran gathered his equipment, steadied his nerves, and then began his quest to the secret path. Before he left the village, he heard a loud commotion. Quickly, he rushed over to the center of the town, and he found a woman strung up on a tree, hanging lifelessly, her face torn up by claws, leaving her unrecognizable, and her body sported long gashes with her blood dripping down into pools beneath her. Getting closer, Kieran could not believe his eyes. Was that... No, it couldn't be. That's impossible. But, sure enough, upon the woman's neck hung a trinket that Kieran recognized. This woman was Lauren. He rushed to her side, pushing villagers out of the way to try to remove Lauren from the tree in hopes of saving her. But it was no use. She was gone. Kieran fell to his knees. He looked toward Lauren and removed the red ribbon that was tied across her eyes. He sat beside the body, deaf to the commotion around him, and waited until the guards gathered both him and Lauren. The group led him and the body to a pyre that was built during the commotion to give the body proper passage to the afterlife. Kieran was devastated, but beneath that sorrow, his rage filled that was it. He had long mourned the loss of Lauren, and now there was no time to wait. The time for action is now. Kieran retrieved his gear from the tree as the flame returned Lauren to the spirits and headed for the path. Even though the sky became dark as nighttime was on its way, he was not going to let his mission be deterred any longer. He traveled until the road split into three, and heeding Rosalind's advice, he veered northwest. It was pitch black at this point. The wind caressed his spine, sending dark thoughts raging through his body. He sat on his knees, took a deep breath, closed his eyes, and thought for a moment. What was he doing? Unbridled rage would not bring an end to this tale. 
it would only rush his demise. He remembered Faishan telling him that he must remain calm and collected in battle, or else he would lead himself into his own undoing. Kieran sat and meditated, calming himself. He stood up, looked around, and it became obvious that he must wait until dawn to continue his journey. He gathered some grass into a pile, rested his head, and then returned to meditation once more, hoping to find rest and peace among the chaos. Fear not, listeners. This is not the end. Join us next time as our presenter continues this riveting tale of love and vengeance. Ale, travelers! It's Phelan Wolfthorn, and with me is Sitar of Lattice. We thank you for listening to tonight's production of Astelian Tales. For more information, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Astelian Bards, or visit us at TravelsThroughAstelia.com if you wish to dive deeper into the stories and learn more about our great lands. We ask that you leave feedback and contact us if you want to learn more about a certain tale or topic and we will discuss these queries during Astelian Tales Behind the Tale. We are always looking to improve, and your feedback may prove invaluable in this venture. Thank you for tuning in, and we bid you all a great day and safe travels. <laughs>